there's multiple shapes and sizes to decide that a real fat guy is just a bear and it's hitting an animal. Well, it's not going to hit a bear. <laughs> well, yeah, I know that. But it will determine the, the... Launch speed? Launch speed? Launch speed? <laughs> Stop, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to put my words together. You're rushing me. Am I helping? No, not at all. No one else can see my hands. Welcome to Launch Speed. Welcome back to Launch Speed, the podcast where we give you some tech news and stuff. And... And I'll just talk about stuff. In our life. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, we think we're important enough for you to listen to us. Well, yeah. Yeah. Some people, apparently, we are. <laughs> so, another week has gone by. We're back in the stewed. Yep. How was your week, my man? It was all right. Tell me right. about it. Uh, so, the, the biggest thing was that I changed my brakes. And I, I think I told you last week on the podcast about how when I changed my winter tires, I cross-threaded one of the studs. Yeah. Which I don't know. I don't know how I did. I, I have no idea how I did it. Incompetence. Absolutely no idea how I did it. I actually know. What is it? In, in petulance? No. N- no. <laughs> <laughs> Impotence. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> that's the reason I screwed it up. So, anyways, I it's still I still don't know what happened. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Um, their lug nuts are kind of cheap to begin with. Uh, the ones that came on the car were also super not not very nice lug nuts or anything like that. Uh, so anyways, I want to change my brakes and, and the thing that I was afraid would happen happened. Was it stuck on? No. Oh. No, I could get her off. I mean, it was, it was a bit of a struggle. Uh, so I went ahead and did the, I just did the front brakes. I did the side that I knew would be okay first. And then I did the side that I was kind of worried about second. And the, it, the lug nut came off. Like it it wasn't a big deal. I, I went to put it back on and wasn't having it it wasn't going back on it wasn't staying there so i was like all right well i i I gotta get this fixed you know i gotta be able to drive the car uh the most nerve-wracking like three mile drive to the repair shop wait 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 you drove it with i assume you had six lugs or five lugs five five lugs and i i pulled the one on as best i could it was a little bit tighter than hand tight uh but i just drove slow and it was it was nerve-wracking i mean you know chances are you'll you'll be fine with just four anyways but still would rather not drive around on it longer than need be yeah so i drove it there and like i don't know how they did the estimates for their for their times because the way that and i i didn't know this really because i don't really take my car to the shop ever but what they do is they have some computer system and they put in the work that needs to be done and then they they have an estimate on how much time that takes and they charge you for that amount of labor no matter what if they get it done faster yeah they still charge you for that if it's slower they still charge you for that so i mean that i guess that's good for the mechanics right because if you if you can do a, a complicated job in a short amount of time you get more money right like, yeah okay i mean whatever but but they had this just changing one lug stud on one wheel that was nothing was like rusted or anything super easy to get to they had it like almost two hours jesus and i was like are you fucking kidding me bro <laughs> like i'm i'm impressed that you were able to get helen keller to come do these fucking estimates bro <laughs> but i was like i i don't have a choice and uh I ended up having to pay way more money than I wanted to. That is the worst. That's happened to me one time with my older vehicle, the the Jetta. I went to a mechanic shop and I had to be at a mechanic shop. Like I, it was sketchy to drive there as it was. And once I got there, I couldn't walk away. I couldn't, I didn't want to drive the vehicle back on the road. And it was like $700 for something that I could have done for like 250 bucks. Yep. But like I had no option. Yeah. I couldn't drive the, I couldn't even drive the vehicle home. Yeah. I I I had to get to work and I couldn't get the parts, so uh, same boat, same yeah. boat. I had to let them do it for an absurd amount. Yeah, I mean, considering it, it was like ten dollars for parts and then a hundred and forty dollars for labor. Yeah, and, and I text I texted Casey. I was sitting there. I was like, "This is bullshit. <laughs> like, this is too expensive." Um, and they're either going to be done in 10 minutes or they're going to make me sit here for an hour. So it seems like what they're doing is, is actually like the right estimate of the labor. And I kid you not, exactly one hour later, 
11.35 to 12.35 on the fucking dot. The guy comes out and he's like, all right, he's bringing it around. Yeah, they they had that done in like 20 minutes. Easy. I mean, <laughs> you have the right tools. You can do it in 10 minutes easily. Huh. And an experienced mechanic should be able to do that in, in like five, five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Especially because I know that when changing the brakes, the rotor, which is usually, you know, the the annoying thing because yes. sometimes it's like rusted on i could have pulled it off i could have just whoop just right over the studs and then you just got to back the stud out and put a new stud in i mean <laughs> you seem a little frustrated there my it man. was pretty frustrating it was pretty annoying and i <laughs> i would have taken it to the guy that we usually take vehicles to or like my family takes vehicles to but uh he's had casey's car for like three weeks now and i haven't heard anything from him Ooh. Yeah, I mean he's a he's a good mechanic and he's reasonably priced and he's he's like a lo- local guy. I don't even know how many people he has working for him, but it's probably not that many. And so I don't know what's going on, but he's he's pretty busy. He's always busy and yeah. is it was something that I needed to get done. That's the thing I feel like with the local mechanics is uh, once they have like a good like niche niche, however you want to say that word. Yeah. Uh, like if you have any car problem and you're not a, you're not a guy who works on your vehicle. You're going to take it to him for everything. So he probably has really uh, common customers. Yeah. And then you all, like, you like if I was to ask you what mechanic I should take it to, I bet you'd recommend me that one. Yeah. Yep. So he's. But got, I, I wouldn't recommend you take him for, you know, tire rotation and oil change. Well, no, because if I can't do that myself, I should get rid of the vehicle and I'm, just walk. Normal people, though, would take that to him. Yeah. And then that's just extra work. Do you lose respect for people who. I get that you don't want to change your oil or change your tires, but you can't change your oil or can't change your tires. Like, do you like lose respect for that person? Uh, maybe not lose respect. I mean, it's just it's not how I would do it. <laughs> you know, I, I and I don't always change my oil myself. In fact, I haven't in quite some time because I'm too lazy to get the right canister and then take it to the right place afterwards. You know, with the used oil and whatnot. Ah, uh, yeah. See, I just go. And I use my parents, and then my dad takes it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what I used to do, but uh, <laughs> they, they stopped appreciating that. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. I could see, like, if you think about it, people who own like Astons. Yeah. They're not changing their oil. But when you have a car that expensive, why would you? You're not a peasant who gets under your car. Well, they probably don't know how to change the oil either. You're right. Even like a self-made man who's like wealthy, he might not know how to change the oil because he doesn't want to take the time to learn how to do it to save the couple of bucks because his time is worth more than it costs to get your oil changed. Yeah, but the thing was like I learned to change the oil by myself. Uh, I, I, My dad just told me, he's like, hey, you need to change the oil in the Jetta. And I was like, cool, I, I can do that. I didn't know how to do that. And I got, like, I knew I was supposed to be looking for an oil plug. And I got into the vehicle, and I'm looking all over the place, and I spent, like, an hour trying to find this. I was like, this can't be that hard to find. Like, I just must be so dumb. And then my dad comes out, and he goes, oh, the Jetta doesn't have an oil plug. You got to siphon it out. siphon it out. Yep. And then dad comes around 10 minutes later to me putting a like a little clear tube into the oil and I'm about to siphon it out by mouth because <laughs> I don't, I didn't know we had like a pump siphon and he gets that little ball and then the other side of the tube. No. So ours was, it was a actual oil can that you just uh, pumped. And once it pressurized the can, it just siphoned it all into Ooh. the can and you took the can to the used, you know, the dumped your oil. At, like That's the compactor pretty nifty. Dump. Yeah. It was dope. I mean, it's still, the Jetta took like 30 minutes to change the oil because it took 30 minutes to drain all the oil. Oh. After that, you're golden. The, <laughs> the Jeep, you, you you know, you pull out the plug, oil gets everywhere because the oil falls right on the axle and you can't catch it. Pours you just got to park on an incline then. No, that makes it worse. Park, park the other way then. Yeah, it's parked down on an incline. Yeah. Yeah. How? What, am I going to lift the back up? No, park it up the hill. Facing up the hill or facing down the hill. Okay. Or sideways on the hill. Sideways. Yeah, that's brilliant. That'll be better. Yeah. Well, That'll definitely fix it. I totally do it. Hot oil all over your face. It's happened. I have two yeah. I have two shirts now completely ruined because I'm like, I'm quick enough. I got it. And like I get it to like the last little turn. I'm like, three, two, one oil everywhere. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the first couple of times I did that, it was all over the driveway, all over me, <laughs> just like spattered on my face. It's like wonderful. Not last, not hot, but warm. Last time I changed the oil, I, I was like, I got this. And like I was like halfway out from under the Jeep 
and I was like, just like barely reaching it. And I was like, oh, this is going to be gold and I'm not going to get oil on myself. I flipped the plug. I sat up real fast and I forgot that I have uh, running running boards on the edge of the Jeep and just <laughs> whop, bashed my head off of it and then laid down and had oil splashed all over me anyway. Oh, <laughs> nice. Dude, the running boards on my truck, while they're super great, I kick them all the time. That's what they're I for. I just shin them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that is what they're for. So Toyota, they like know that like their old Japanese warriors used to like bash their shins with wooden sticks to make them super hard so they kick things. And they're like, the Americans need this. They need to harden their shins up. There's a surprising amount of truth in that statement. <laughs> <laughs> You're surprised by that, aren't you? A little bit, a little bit. So you had you had a big dislike. I had I had a pretty big dislike this week as well. Uh, actually, uh, it's more about me, like how I dislike myself. Not like in a hatred type, type way, like I'm gonna go hang myself in the, like the the rafters. But like, okay, so on Monday we had this huge spiel at work about how we need more production, believe it or not. We need to... No way. I know, it's the classic. And then they were talking about how, like, if we give you a job, you just need to do it. Like, you're no better than anyone else. You're all paid the same, except me. I'm paid less than everybody. Are you the only uh, apprentice left? No, there's two other ones. Okay. Uh, And they're like, so whatever job we give you, you you just do it. Like, you're going to get paid regardless, so what does it matter what job you get? It seems reasonable. Yeah, no, totally reasonable request. Uh, I was sitting there with my hoodie up because, you know, I always wondered what the kid in the back of the class, why he always had his hoodie on. It's because he just wants to, you know, not be noticed. Well, that doesn't work at a school setting because every five <laughs> seconds the teacher's like, put your hoodie down. That's true. Lift so, your head up. So on Monday. Stop sleeping. So on Monday I had to do like framing and I was super excited about it because I, I love framing. I think it's the best part of the job that I've got. It's super satisfying and it's, there's a lot of, it's challenging but not to the point where you're gonna like kill somebody or yourself yeah so on on monday we had framing and i got out of work and i was like this is a good day like i'm so excited to go back i'm gonna be framed hopefully for the rest of the week i get in on tuesday give the whole spiel again about how we need to produce more and then i get up to you know i start get all my stuff together to start framing the last couple sections that i would assumed were going to be my responsibility and my foreman comes up and he's like hey uh you're gonna be caulking I was like, okay, like caulking's cool. Like it's easy. It's, you know, I'll go all you get, need is a knife and a caulk gun and I'll go get a ladder. And he was like, no, no, no. We have to caulk all the floors, like to seal off all the bottom of the drywall. Finally. Oh no, man. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So the way we caulk ceilings are, is you just slather enough up there to make a good seal. And it doesn't matter what it looks like. Cause it's covered and the floor is the same way. Oh, it's covered because the ceiling grid is beneath yeah. the caulk line. Yep. Gotcha. So it doesn't have to look pretty. And then on the floor, there's, you know, the uh, the sub floor goes next to the caulk job. And then it's usually like a, do you know what that, it's like a black bar, black rubber bar that's put on like public buildings, like schools have them. Yeah. That's what goes to the bottom of almost every room in the hospital. So I'm in there like a kid who found his mother's makeup and I put that shit everywhere like i was like oh yeah i'm doing such a good job like i'm just (laughs) i'm just getting this everywhere i'm like i'm covered in it like it's just like it looks like an absolute slob fest and i'm just i'm just in my zone man i'm like just (laughs) i I got six rooms done before lunch and i was like i'm a freaking champ like they're gonna give me a promotion and then after lunch i'm sitting there i'm doing the next room and my foreman comes in he goes zach what are you doing and like just like he's he doesn't speak good English, but he hit me with perfect English right there. And I just turned. And I was like, "Oh, I have, I have f something up," and he's like, "Come with me." And I follow him, and he shows me what other guys have done. And they've gotten like two rooms done at max, and it's like this perfect line of caulk, and it's like absolutely gorgeous looking. Like it looks professionally done, not what I did, what they did. And he's like, "You can't have this much caulk because the floor will be pushed out of place by this." atrocious mess you've made (laughs) 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 so i'm just standing there feeling like an absolute jackass i was like why would i think that you could just do it the same way like i i was talking to the people and they're like you should blame the foreman because they didn't tell you how it should be done and i was like that's not how this works like i know better like i'm not 
done well i am apparently apparently i mean i just i it was everywhere like it just looked like someone vomited cock in the corners <laughs> it's just like blah, like okay and then like i wiped it around a little bit to try to smooth it out but it wasn't a good job and so for the like the remainder of the day i was cutting cock wet cock out which is impossible so i i did a couple other rooms and I, I got like two rooms done in the same amount of time it took me to get the previous six done. <laughs> and I was, I was going real slow and I was, every, it looked, it actually did look really good. Like I, that's good improvement. But, but then my boss, like my boss came, not just my form, but my boss came and he wanted to try to figure out why those six rooms looked like they were done. And then someone cut all the caulk out and did a really bad job at it. And I was like, well, the cutting out what part wasn't actually bad. It was that's what it originally looked like, and I couldn't get it all because I'm a dunce. And he's and like he was livid with me. He's like, "How do you not know how to caulk correctly?" I didn't know that it mattered. I didn't say that. I said, "Oh no, I I've learned." And I was like, "Here," and I showed him the other couple rooms that I'd already done. And he was like, "Oh, he's like, you did this?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like what the hell happened with the other one? I was like, I don't have an answer. Like, I just, I, it know. was early. <laughs> yeah. So that was my like big dislike of the week is just doing something incredibly stupid. I feel you. It's, it's going to haunt you forever. It really Occasionally you're going to look back at me and be like, Oh God, I was such an idiot. Like it just, it, it irks me so much because I pride myself in being a quick learner and doing things well the first time. I hate going back and redoing my own work. But like I walked back into one of the rooms and it honestly looked like Helen Keller and a cripple walked in there and she directed him of how to put it in. It just was a hideous job and I, I'm actually quite ashamed of it. What, what did you cut it off with? Uh, so I had to go to Home Depot and buy all the correct tools because what I had done originally was just cut a piece of metal into the shape of like a, a caulk, caulk knife. Yeah. And I tried to work with that and it looked like hot garbage. So I went to Home Depot and I bought uh, a seven in one tool, which has a, a caulk. It's like a caulk hook and it, you uh -huh. basically like scrape it through and it, you can cut like the top and the bottom and then you can just peel it out. Okay. And I also got a uh, two inch um, scrape so I could uh, have a nice even finish on the cock job because it was absolutely terrible way to go dude yeah at least you went back and fixed your mistakes when you when you redid those first six rooms did they look all right no it looks terrible because like it still look wait it still looks bad it's oh because you couldn't get all the cock out couldn't get i couldn't get all the cock like there's like there's like pieces that stick out everywhere and like if i was to cut them off i was just going to be cutting the paint that has already been put there so I, they would have to repaint that area wouldn't it be covered by the baseboard i, I don't know I didn't feel like finding out. Oh, oh no. So, Hey, well it's done. It's done. It's done. Can't it's, see it from your house. It's done and done. And, and after the, after Monday, I will not have to deal with it ever again. Yeah. Why is that? So I had a job interview on Tuesday. Uh, it was for a laboratory where I'll be testing materials and construction methods. Yeah. Mostly materials. So, uh, the way building works is you have to follow a certain code. And the code is very specific on what materials to use, what fasteners you can use. And if you have to deviate in any manner, you have to prove that the deviation matches code or exceeds it. Right. So they have to go to a laboratory to have them run, you know, all these duration tests, weather tests on it. And that's what we do. So what I'll be doing is building all the test models for these tests and then running the tests themselves. So are these the tests for, um, for the code or is this for the people who are trying to make a deviation to the code they're for people who are trying to make a deviation okay. we don't we're not determining code we're making sure you can meet code gotcha gotcha so i had a job interview on tuesday and on friday they gave me a call and they offered me the job dude that's awesome so i'm ecstatic because i really i really enjoy working construction i did not enjoy working for cleveland yeah that's fair not not every job is the same you're gonna be doing more uh like fun stuff now for sure more fun stuff yes i get to there's a test we get to do it's for a wall rack test and it can load a wall up to five tons wow nice so if i i, I think we're supposed to test the walls to failure 
I guess you might as well, right? Yeah. So we test what its poss- like its strongest strength can be. So hopefully I get to just watch a couple walls snap in half. Yeah. Make sure you stand behind the plexiglass. I plan on it. It's a good idea. <laughs> it's a good idea. There, there's, uh, it's, it's a huge laboratory, 24,000 square feet. Uh, they've got multiple uh, instruments that can test full structures and then a bunch of a bunch of uh, hundreds yeah, hundreds is the correct word. Uh, tests they can run on small like models, like build okay. like a, a four by eight wall, and that they will test that you know that section of wall. Nice. Uh, and then there's more. We, I they hinted that they wanted me to do chemistry tests, but that's not really my forte. So I hope I don't have to. Did you not? Did you take chemistry in high school? I did. I took AP Chem. Did you like it? I loved it. I loved chemistry until I got to college, and I was like, oh no, not for me. <laughs> Goodbye. So speaking of uh, 24,000 square feet, we uh, made some more progress on the woodshed yesterday. Yeah, and we didn't add 24,000 square feet to it. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. We did uh, what looks like surprisingly little because it looks almost exactly the same as what we did. There's just an extra vertical post and horizontal beam, but... The walls are actually standing on their own. They're not just braced up that way. Right. And then there's only maybe one thing or zero things before we start putting the roof on the roof is going to like that last uh rafter will be that edge piece okay. that you're thinking about yeah because i i didn't want to have to build a, a gable end yeah so understandable I'll just, I'll just use the rafter for it that that end and then i'll plywood that corner okay so yeah i guess if we're getting close yeah if we're getting close every weekend i'm like maybe this will be the day i not i when i went there i was like this isn't happening like we're not getting it done no. And your brother has once again, uh, he was like, oh, we've got everything we need except the one piece you do need. And you're going to have to wait on that. Yep. He did get it done. And it was a, it was a really good beam. Yeah. For oh, six, man. It looks really good. For a 16 foot, what is it? Three by 10? Three by 10. Uh, with minimal, what you guys call features. Oh, a true three by ten. Yes. Three inches by ten inches. Yes. It is a true three by ten and I don't know why you guys I know where you guys got it from, but it just irks me. You guys are like, oh, it's a feature, not a bug or <laughs> an error. <laughs> that's just uh that's just yeah, from uh software. Oh, is that what it's, you guys it's like the Nintendo the the real big thing that sticks in my mind is the Nintendo Switch. Uh they didn't have voice chat through the console you had to use an app on your phone in order to do any sort of voice chat and they said it's not a feature or it's not a bug it's a feature oh and that <laughs> that it stuck me it stuck with me pretty hard ever since then <laughs> it's not a bug it's a feature okay guys way to cover it we do have one big shout out this week uh so we talked about him earlier or in last week's episode uh pooch he has his own stream community is it three three two five? Three two five five. Three two five five. I I could I always get it wrong. Well, we, I've got two big points to make. Uh, the first one is this man is one of the greatest guys I've ever gotten a chance to interact with. I've not met him in person, but he hyped us. He hyped this podcast up way too much. We're not that good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he for like the last couple of days, every time he's seen my name for the first time, he all he always is like, "Hey, he's got a podcast." go support him that's what this is about like he is he's a loving guy he's super caring and sadly i don't know why i thought he was 63 again feel like a massive idiot he's he doesn't he doesn't tell his true age i get because it's you know the internet and you don't want to put out that much personal information so i'm gonna say he's somewhere between 40 and 63 years old okay all right well, he <clears throat> the reason he thought is because he says that one thing you just got owned by a sixty-three-year-old dude. Yeah, or that, whatever it is. Apparently, some joke that the mods have kept running for a long time, and I just fell trapped to it. Mm-hmm. They got you. They, they got, got you good. Yeah, big shout out to Pooch and Pooch's community. Thank you for you guys for tuning in. Really yeah. appreciate it. I I was a little disappointed at the lack of two v Tuesdays this week, but in a completely understandable yes. situation. Uh, hopefully. Everything is good, and this coming week, we can do 2v Tuesdays, and I will carry my teammate to victory. Which is Pooch, right? You're going to carry Pooch to victory again? If I'm on Pooch's team, because so, they're random. So no matter who it is, you'll carry them? Yes. You think you're that good? I am the best That's fair that enough. has ever lived. I, You know, I won't disagree with you. 
<laughs> You're better than me. Anyways, I'm looking forward to it. So I've got I've got just a random question here. I wanted to start off like the you know the outside of our life. Uh, what is an absolute deal breaker for you if you were still dating and you weren't madly in love with your wife? What would be a deal breaker? Like something that if they had this quality, you would never be able to deal with it. Are you looking about a, like a quality or like uh, beliefs or? Anything or what? A feature, not a bug. A feature, <laughs> not a bug. Uh, man, that's that's a tough one, you know, because it's it's really easy to like, uh, either nitpick on stuff or it's easy to like kind of look past it. Yeah. But I gotta say, it, if someone was lazier than I am, uh, I would have a tough time. Uh, yeah. Sticking with it. That would be impressive. They would not be breathing if they were any lazier <laughs> than you. <laughs> Because I mean, like I try and be productive all the time, but uh, at least recently, it has been it has been a bad showing. <laughs> <laughs> I have been the worst around the house recently. My mine would be a, a one upper. The people who you tell a story and they just happen to have a story that maybe relates, and how they did something more fantastic than you did. It, it's funny that you say that because mine would be a two upper. Someone who takes a story and makes it better. By lying, and then and then after that, it, it'd be whatever you said, and then some. Do you know anyone who's a two upper? Uh, yeah, I do. Oh my god. Yeah, actually, uh, there's some people that I knew um in or around college that they would, they would just make stuff up, all the time. They would exaggerate everything. They with without a doubt, everything that they would say was either the best thing in the world or the worst thing in the world. There was absolutely no middle ground. And you'd be like, haha, yeah, whatever. Like, I like this song. And he'd be like, that's the best song of all time. Oh, that's obnoxious. I, I think there's, there's something to be said for a good storyteller. Like, you can't stick to all of the facts to be a good storyteller because right. it's not as interesting. No. But it's got, one, it's got to be believable. And two, you have to be the type of person that I'm okay with lying. Like if you're someone I don't like and you're exaggerating a story to make yourself sound cool, I hate you for it. But if like you're someone I like and you tell a really fascinating story that I'm like, okay, I like I was there, like that that's not truly what happened, but it's hilarious when you tell it like this. Yeah, you gotta sometimes I understand stretching the details a little bit yeah. just so that it makes the story entertaining to listen to. Right. But you you can't do it all the time. No. And sometimes sometimes there are ways to just make a story entertaining without stretching the details. Yes. And the delivery. Agreed. Uh, there's one big thing that I discovered would be a huge deal breaker, and that would be someone who can't eat without chewing with their mouth open. Oh, I knew that. I knew that about you. Yeah. Uh, like, it's one thing if, like, you occasionally do, like, you're eating something that makes you, you know, like, sticks in your teeth or something. You got to, like, open your mouth all the way. Like, I get that. It still irks me because I hate the sounds, but, like, I get it. But if you're the person who eats popcorn with your mouth open and then also, you know, eats uh, like soup with your mouth open, uh, you can go away forever <laughs> Get in, out the, here, kid. in the ground. <laughs> uh, why does it bother you so much? I think I have a mental disorder. I think it, the amount of rage it produces in my head is just absurd. Because it's like, you know, some people like jokingly like, haha, that triggers me or whatever. That triggers you. No. You get set off. Like that's almost as bad as waking you up in the morning. I would say it's worse because if you you can wake me up and do it in a manner that doesn't irk me by not asking me a direct question or uh, telling me something that I already know. For some reason, that also irritates me in the mornings. Outside of that, I don't care. But like if if you were to, you know, I would just got up and you were to eat with your mouth open, you could die. And I think I think it's because it all started when I was a young, young boy. And (laughs) (laughs) James and I. Uh, or we're are close to the same age, my older brother, and so we would have to you know eat eat breakfast together and then get on the bus together. And James just loves digging up under my skin, and I think he's he's just broken me in that manner because what he used to do is he used to sit across from me at the breakfast or at the, at the dinner table, well for breakfast, and he would eat his cereal with his mouth wide open and like clink the spoon off of it and just like chew as loud as he could while staring at me. Yeah, it sounds like him. And then, I mean, I was already a bad morning person as it was, but like, I think he 
what is it like how Pavlov did it with the dogs conditioned me to that sound just infuriates me now there's no chance that that's just how he eats i don't want to i don't want to you know i don't want to bash him that hard you don't to say he, i don't want to say he eats with his mouth open but like it seems like when i'm around it's very loud mm. okay yeah it's fair enough so yeah. that is that is my deal breaker is if you chew everything with your mouth open even if it's liquid i want you to go away speaking of other people's mouths uh bad mouth hygiene kills Ooh. me uh, there are there are some people that I know, uh, some of them that I see quite often, that I can be sitting across the table from them and they're not talking that loud because they mumble, and I still smell their breath and I'm like, oh my <laughs> lord, buddy, brush your teeth, <laughs> think about flossing and or at least brush your teeth in the morning. Like I I'm maybe I'm overly self conscious about how I think my breath smells, but it's really hard to determine that. So it's like I have gum at work so that. After, you know, I drink a cup of coffee or something pretty pungent, I'll chew a piece of gum. And, like, I think I have – there was a period of time in my life where I had terrible uh, dental hygiene <laughs> uh, in college. And I I paid for it. You know, I paid for it, it big and bad. But I, I've uh, I've reformed my ways. Ah. And now I think I have very good dental hygiene. And Do you wear so dental dams now? I <laughs> <laughs> So, in other news that does not relate to us at all, and we probably won't have to, we probably, I don't know if you'll ever use it, but Stadia has officially launched. It's a Google Stadia, the video game streaming cloud service yes. thing. Uh, have you seen anything about it online? Uh, I've seen a commercial for it, and it's just like, I think a big hand comes out and like crushes consoles. Have you? <laughs> really? <laughs> I think so. I, I might totally be messing that advertisement up. Have you seen any internet reaction to it? I have not. It sucks. So Google Stadia sucks? or Google Stadia sucks. Ah. And people are like, uh, and the, the biggest thing, well, one of the biggest things was the latency. Ooh, well, that's something we talked about that was probably going to be a huge problem yeah and it turns out it is it's like you you press the jump button you know four or five seconds later you jump oh and it's like that's that is painful even if you have good internet i I mean one of the problems is latency is dependent on distance so the further you are away from a google server which are based mainly in california i think there might be a couple in the middle of the country maybe a couple on the east coast but the further away you are distance wise the higher latency is going to naturally be. And on top of that, if you have other things in the way, like if you have a shitty ISP internet service provider and a bunch of other stuff, your, your latency is going to be even higher. And then that just, that can totally kill the experience. Yeah. So it's a good concept, but it is apparently terrible in practice. Yep. Eventually, if it gets better, then maybe, I don't know. It, it, I do like the idea of just being able to pick it up and play it anywhere on any machine. That is that does sound really cool. Is there something that I I mean uh, I know some cloud based uh, they're not engines they're just servers that what you can do is you can like you can start to download the game and then all it does is it keeps the download ahead of your playing time and so you can play like a solo play like single player game uh, and not it's just all streamed basically. So you don't you don't actually have to have the hard copy and you're not it doesn't hold data because it's just staying in front of you like a streaming app would be. What what was your initial question? Uh is does Google Stadia have that or is it just like what you're looking at is exactly what you're getting at that moment and you got to just wait for everything to be brought to you and then sent back. So I mean the the game is is hosted on the Stadia servers. So you get a game and you instantly have access to the entirety of the game. But it's just that, you know, instead of instead of on my computer, I press a button, the calculations get done on my computer, and then it sends information to and receives information from a server somewhere about what other people are doing. And then it reflects that on my screen. Okay. Instead of that, it's I press a button... It gets sent to a server, the calculation is done, sends it back to my computer screen, and then the action occurs. That sucks. So in, in like in a lot of games that have that multiplayer thing, there's there's a lot of prediction. Uh, based on what is happening, it predicts what's going to happen next, uh, which is pretty cool and advanced. 
and Stadia claimed to have something like that, but apparently it just doesn't work. Apparently it just doesn't work at all. Just super, <laughs> super broken. Does not seem fun. I mean, latency is one of those things that will drive you nuts yes. if you're playing a game and and what you're doing is not at the same speed as what you're seeing. They, they I think they hit the quota on the, fr- like FPS is another thing that like when it drops ruins a game. It is really hard to play a game in low frames. Yes. Uh, they're like, okay, won't have that problem. <laughs> Here's the other one, though. <laughs> yeah. Get good, kid. Yeah, so uh, internet reaction has been pretty bad to it. Well, I applaud Google for attempting, and I hope they uh, either fix this or just get rid of it because bad products uh, that cost you money uh, should be taken off the market. Google has gotten rid of so many little projects like that. I mean, obviously, they can afford to start something, like I, I don't really have any examples. Uh, there's just like it's mostly like the web apps. Google has a bunch of web apps and stuff, and some of them they'll live for like a couple years, and then they'll just be like, eh, and kill it. Yeah. Like uh, what was it? Google Plus. Is that is that it? The social media site? I think it's Google Plus. Okay. Yeah, it was up for a couple years, and then they just got rid of it. And that's happened apparently a bunch of times with Google stuff. I don't use like that many Google Google products, but. Uh, Stadia might eventually go that way. You think they'll kill this one off? Probably not. They probably invested so much money into it that they're going to try and get that three-legged dog running again. But it'll be a while. It'll be a while. And part of it is not their fault. I mean, yeah, it, you got to have good internet. But you should you should be able to know that. And there should be... I don't know if there is. There should be some sort of test before you invest anything in Google Stadia. You should be able to test on whatever computers you want to and, you know, get some information back and be like, this is what it would be like. This is how good it's going to be. You're good or you're not good. Like, don't bother. Yeah, that, that would be nice. That'd be a good feature for them to probably look into. I would imagine that they do have that, but I haven't looked at yeah. specifically. I mean, I don't plan on ever using Google Stadia. Yeah, probably not. I didn't I didn't put together a nice computer so I could go to a cloud-based engine. That's the thing. But <laughs> it is a good it's a good opportunity, I guess, eventually maybe for people who want to stop being console peasants and get on the PC. <laughs> it's, it's a stepping stone for them. Yeah. They're like, "Oh, you know what? This is a great concept. Oh, I can build my own computer and then they never touch consoles again." Uh-huh. Yep. yep, yep the yep. new console generation is coming out. They are eventually. I I mean it's an, it's gonna be a new decade here soon. Oh my gosh, man! I'm I'm still thinking it's 2018. Sometimes. Yeah, it's gonna be 2020. You'll have perfect vision next year. <laughs> um, or perfect hindsight, you mean? Ah, hindsight no, is 2020. Hi, no, hindsight's 5050. Hind- oh oh oh! I screwed <laughs> it up. I screwed up the intentional screw up of the saying. Oh man! Even a blind squirrel's right twice a day. Ah man! I'm so disappointed in myself. <laughs> Do you know I changed my uh, one of my dating profiles to all of that garbage? Like just wrong sayings. Yep. Things that are intentionally wrong. And I tried to make it kind of, you know, subtle, you know, try to be witty because I have nothing else going for me. Uh, <laughs> before <laughs> before you bash me over here, I'm just going to I'm just going to I'm just going to handicap myself. Just be like, I don't have I don't have looks and I don't have anything else. Well, as somebody once said, well, I'm sure he's not getting a lot of second dates. Yeah, that hurt. <laughs> so so I was like, you know what? I got to be creative. So here's here's my little like uh, info about me. It's uh, I'm amphibi- amphibious and a vertigo. L- let's go look at some- I just got that. I just got that. You just got vertigo? Yeah, I just got that. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I don't know anything about that stuff. So <laughs> the first time I just read it as Virgo. So yes. <laughs> and I was like, let's go look at some consolations sometime. Con- like, consolations like console. to console yeah like your consolation prize yeah and then two lefts make a wrong and a thousand pictures is worth a word <laughs> I, I like that one <laughs> i haven't seen that one before a thousand pictures is worth a word so what i did was i just went and looked up like the most cliche sayings of all time and then i just butchered them that's that's wonderful that's wonderful the amphibious one though i think i got from uh yogi berra I think he's the one who said that originally. Okay. He's 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 amphibious when he was trying to say he was ambidextrous. I can use both hands, therefore I am amphibious. Yes. Yeah. It might not be Yoga Bear. I might have just totally butchered that as well, but that's what I'm about. Yeah. <laughs> that that is absolutely what you're about. And you know, I, sometimes you get these these great things, and and then you know what they say: never look at a horse. Yeah. Never look at a horse, <laughs> and don't look at a goat in the mouth. 
<laughs> exactly. Um, I, so I, I came across something on a podcast that I was listening to the other day that reminded me of what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago about circuses. Okay. And so apparently there's this French circus performer in the late 1800s. His name was Jacques Leteur, which I think I'm, I'm just guessing. Is that chocolate? No. Oh. <laughs> the first name is Jacques. Oh, I thought you were just butchering CHL. Jacques Leteur. <laughs> yes. He was a, he was a second performer. <laughs> no. So he was, a, he was a performer in the late 1800s. Uh, so this is all documented in like the newspaper. Uh, at one point, he was doing a finale, which was uh, doing a unicycle across a tightrope. And somebody in the audience was like, boo, boo. And he was like, he pretended like everything was all right. He's like, okay, fine, whatever. Uh, but he got really really offended and he got even more offended the next day when the papers came out and they said his performance was dull and not dangerous enough that hurts well because there's a safety net okay actually they said not dangerous enough to be entertaining uh so he took it super personally and the next day he he changed up his performance because you know circuses will do like multiple performances in the same city yeah and and the press Sometimes we'll go to multiple performances, especially if it's like a long running thing or if it's a famous circus. And this is also the 1800s when there's nothing going on. Yeah. That, I, mean, what they, did, I didn't even know they had newspapers in the 1800s. Didn't the, like, the printing press come out in like 1960? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right before the first IBM. <laughs> so he changed up his performance. He removed the safety net. So that's like, first off, obviously this guy has a bit of an issue. I mean, there's there's always those guys who like do tight ropes like across buildings. They don't have a safety net. They're just gonna splat the pavement. <laughs> they have mental issues. You're right. This guy, like, I don't know how how high up these things are. Like 40, 50 feet. You're asking the wrong guy. Maybe higher. Let's just pretend they're seventy five feet. All right. We'll or, go or, or we'll, maybe one hundred thirty feet. Let's go one hundred thirty. Okay. So these two hundred feet platforms at the air. <laughs> I think it's two ten. So anyways, he would probably have suffered a non life threatening fall. Minor concussion, a, one would say. A bigger than that. I it, it would it would ruin the quality of his life without minor. ending it. <laughs> major minor. Anyways. Uh and additionally he decided to juggle knives in one hand. And in the other hand he took a tray with a bunch of meat on it the most expensive cuts of beef he could find and he spun around on his finger. And this was a time period when beef was like really hard to come by. What? what? How does he come up with it's, this? It's like a status symbol at this point. To, Weren't the to French have... cutting off heads in the 1800s? Or was that no, 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 that, that was like 1500s, 1600s, the French Revolution. Yeah. I mean, French, whatever. It was the best of times. It was the beef of times. Anyways, uh, and so... He was juggling his knives with one hand, spinning the tray on the Is other hand. Is it juggling if it's one-handed? Is it not? I don't what think... What would you call it? I, Gracefully not dropping? <laughs> I don't know, but I wouldn't call it juggling. Why not? Because it's not... You're like, juggling is... It's, it's even more impressive with just one hand. I can throw up one thing and catch it every time with my one hand. Now, can you do three of those one things in one hand? Yeah. I guess if it's high enough. Yeah. Still, though, he's doing all this while... Riding a unicycle across a tightrope. Over 210 feet. Over over 330 feet. Okay. With no safety net. The crowd loved it. Believe it or not. Yeah, that sounds pretty impressive. So the, the reporter asked him, why did you change your performance so drastically? And this is the quote in the newspaper here. He said, um, people said it was boring, not dangerous, and like child's play. I thought to myself, I thought, Jacques... You must raise the stakes. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> You're going to tell me this didn't actually happen. None and, of this was true. And you just absolutely caught me. I absolutely got you. Bam. Boozled, ladies and gentlemen. Once again. We have been tricked. <laughs> we have been backstabbed. And we might possibly have been bamboozled. Oh, yeah. Got the, him. Yeah, got him good. I was really hesitant when you specifically mentioned the beef. <laughs> In the hand, I was like, "Well, this sounds this is a little sketch." I was like, "Okay, but like you, you kind of you convinced me with the 1800s. Like, I was like, "All right, you know, anything could have happened back then." Yeah, 
cra- I'm sure crazier stuff happens. I this. don't appreciate you doing this to me. I love it. Especially when I become so invested that I have to ask <laughs> questions. <laughs> Absolutely got him. Absolutely got him, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you know what? I I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> some of the times, <sighs> I don't like you. And by sometimes, I mean all of the time. So in other in other news, this one's actually real. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm skeptical. The uh, Tesla came out with their pickup truck. Honestly, this does sound far-fetched because their truck looks like you... I could, I, that's what I built during playing with Legos. So it it's a... Uh, gosh, that's not a trapezoid. That's like a squished pentagon. Uh, it's almost a parallelogram. Well, there's five sides. Oh, damn me. Yeah. Wait, I well, I didn't do well in Well, geometry. okay, if you don't if you don't get the bottom. So there's five I, I would say it's a squished pentagram that the front hand side is slightly shorter than the back hand side. So the 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 windshield side of the truck is shorter than the bed side of the truck. Uh so I I read this whole article. I'm actually pretty impressed with this. The the specs they gave are El Nutso. So yeah, so thirty nine thousand nine hundred dollars is the entry level model. I'm sure that's MSRP. I bet you get it for a little bit less than that. Uh, two hundred fifty mile range, seventy five hundred pound towing rating, and zero to sixty in six point five seconds. I mean, that's not bad. That's not bad. I mean, this is not going to be anybody's work truck. Two hundred fifty miles. That is not going to do you any good. No. Uh, but I guess for normal normal people who aren't running a business if you're running a business you're not gonna buy a tesla anyways probably for your work vehicle uh that being said uh the top of the line is is a, a little bit more ridiculous uh dollars the funny uh, number 69 yep uh-huh uh twin rear electric motors they can go 500 miles to fourteen thousand pounds and accelerate zero to 60 in 2.9 seconds that's that's like the same as the uh what is it model x Whatever their nicest one is. Yeah. That, that'll get to 2.8, I think. In and this Ludicrous is a mode. bulletproof truck. It's also bulletproof because the outside, I think I think I read it's stainless steel. And uh, they they did not do this at the at the demonstration. They did not uh, they did not shoot bullets at it. They had photo evidence saying that it was uh, able to stop a 9mm bullet. But it is made of high-strength stainless steel. And... On, during the presentation, they hit it with a hammer, and nothing happened. So people like the 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 memes that have come out with them throwing a huge metal ball, or I, I don't know how big it was, throwing it at the window and the window breaking. Like bulletproof glass isn't indestructible; it just stops things from passing through. Right. So it makes sense that the glass broke, but since the ball did not go through the window, I would say it wasn't a failed demonstration. So. The reason that they did this is because they have Tesla armor glass, uh, which is what they called it, I guess. I And I don't know what it was supposed to happen, but I don't know. It, it shattered when a metal ball was thrown at it. You can see there, it looks like it looks like it was maybe about an inch across. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, really, I don't know how close that vehicle is to him. And I don't know how big it is in it, person. Yeah, I don't know. It was good-sized heavy ball. Yeah. Sure. And I'm sure Elon is out there practicing his pitches before he chucked it. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I mean, all in all, this is this is a this is a pretty exciting vehicle here. Yeah, that it does that I it looks so bad. Like it looks so bad it's it's cool. It falls on the cool spectrum because of how bad it looks. So it's like it's it's called the cyber truck. I think is that the, what they actually called it? Cyber truck. Yeah, that's what it's actually called. And it looks like it's out of the upcoming video game Cyberpunk 2077. It it it's it looks so futuristic that it's like it's like what they thought cars would look like in the 1950s. When in in the 1950s they predicted what cars would look like in 2000. Yeah, it's just so over the top futuristic. It's painfully angled. Like that is the sharpest angles I've ever seen on a vehicle. The, the slope on that front windshield is probably like 30 degrees. Yeah. Hey, I, I bet it stays really clean though with a slope that bad or that hard because and stainless steel. Well, because the, the Jeep is sits at a 90 degree and it's 
it's just swinging a big bug like a bug swatter through the air and it's just coated in, in bugs all the time yeah i guess the the air would push the bugs away like from i've hit bit. birds with the jeep because it doesn't have like that little like wind tunnel effect that goes up and over the vehicle yeah it just splatters right into the windshield yep i have had to dig a bird out of the front of the jeep which is not fun no so i i applaud them i like the i like i like the ideas and concepts i i i'm not a big fan of the, the look it's it it is out there. It is super out there. Yeah. Uh, I I also like that it has the uh, retractable bed cover built into it, and it will have a solar panel option, so you that's, can charge it while you're driving it. That's or I not, guess it will sit in the parking lot. Hey, hey, kudos to Tesla, man. Really cool vehicle. This is the first Tesla thing that I've seen that I'm like, wow, that is actually really really cool. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, go go look at it. You know, tell us what you think about it. Maybe if you give us something to work with, we'll talk about it. The other, the last thing I want to say about this is just that the fact that it's only forty thousand dollars is that's pretty reasonable when you're looking at most like full size trucks start at forty thousand dollars. Yeah. Or by the time you get done with it, it'll be forty thousand dollars. And like you can buy cheaper trucks than that, but a lot of times when you're looking for a truck, you're looking in the forty thousand dollar price range. Yeah, and then seven and being capped at seventy for the top end model. Yeah, that's that's really good, especially for what this vehicle offers because it's not it doesn't have a competitor. Not yet, not yet. We we talked about a while ago the uh, the Ford F one fifty electric concept that towed uh, ten thousand tons or something. A million pounds, right? Uh, yeah, a million pounds, whatever it is in tons. Yeah, in tons. It's at least two. Yeah, more than five stone. Agreed. For our British listeners. <laughs> so, I I think I think that's I think it's pretty cool. I'm pretty excited about this as much as I hate to say it. I I'm excited. Uh, so, it, here's I just want to add on. Sorry here. Uh, people who don't live in this area think Teslas like the the, the Model X are a really cool nifty car, and because they don't see them very often, but it, like we don't know it, but around here, like. It's pretty common to see a Tesla. It's not that uncommon. No. And it, like we're like the, the nuance of it has been kind of worn off. So I'm excited to see another vehicle finally that I'm like, wow, that's awesome. Like here, let me slow down to drive next to this guy so I can check out his vehicle. Yeah. I, I was I was almost on the same page about the Jeep Gladiator, the Jeep pickup truck. It's, it's, but then it's just so hideous. It, yeah, that is one of the ugliest vehicles that has ever been made. It might take the, the, the cake from whatever the... Uh, PT Cruiser style truck was. It, it, I think it was like a Chevy, like SF or something like that. Hideous. Worst looking truck ever. Gladiator, I think, is taking the cake there though. Yeah, and this is in a class of its own. It's it's neither good nor bad looking. No, it doesn't even look like a truck. It doesn't it, even look like a vehicle. It's dope. It's it's. I could see them putting this on Mars. Yep. And Why, look at that! Look at that headlamp, man. It's just it goes all the way across. Do they say the weight of the vehicle though? Because it, it's impressive though that they are getting a range of 500 miles with something that's covered in steel. S- yeah, stainless steel. Yeah, the vehicles aren't made from that anymore because they're just too heavy. Uh, they did not say how much it weighs. Okay, but and I I want to know what the crash safety ratings are because do you know they give a pedestrian crash rating for vehicles? Yeah. BMWs are consistently the worst because they drag you under the vehicle instead of kicking you over it. Yeah. And and you know, BMW drivers are the last people you want to have a bad safety rating. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I bet this has a terrible pedestrian safety rating. Maybe. So there is a feature, not a bug, a feature where <laughs> it can uh lift itself up or like lower itself down. So uh, and it'll do like it'll do lower down for just highway driving and higher up for off roading. Okay, says that in the uh, article here. And so I guess if it's if it's lower down, it would probably be better for de- for pedestrians, yeah, especially just- if it detects that it hits you and then it raises itself up, and then you absolutely don't get dragged <laughs> under the vehicle. You just slide slide right under it. Yeah, because be- that's realistic. Uh, yeah, it's 
<laughs> you can like put it in pedestrian main mode where it just rides high and then as soon as it detects someone it's like kind of like angles itself slightly <laughs> downward so it like pins you it'd be cool if it was like those uh those rc cars that they can lower themselves and raise themselves and they'll lower themselves and then put the wheels down real fast and do a jump oh yeah so if this could do that that would be terrifying. That would be awesome. If you're just driving down the road and, like, you hit a bump and it, like, set, sets off the jump mechanics, like, doot, doot. And you have, like, that little flip uh, switch in the uh, in the shifter. Don't, you flip don't. it and you press the button and it jumps. <laughs> or it just ejects the passenger. Either. Preferably both. Now, would you want an ejection seat in your vehicle? Mm, sometimes, yes. M- most, most, of the, most of the time, no. <laughs> because, uh... You love your wife. It could go. It could go horribly wrong. <laughs> could go horribly wrong. The only time that I feel like it would actually be useful is when you're sitting in the passenger seat. That's really hurtful. Or you're going off a bridge, which shouldn't happen. So if we're going off a bridge together in the same vehicle, you're just gonna eject me. Mm-hmm. Wait. It's no. Sa- uh. Uh-uh. Nope. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if I also had an ejection seat, I don't want to. No. <laughs> nobody needs that in their vehicle. <laughs> Not even James Bond needs that. So speaking of things that you would need, actually, you don't need anything besides food, water, shelter, and a little bit of love. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming up on Thanksgiving here. By the yeah. time the next episode drops, besides this one, it'll Thanksgiving will have passed. Yes. So what are some things that you are thankful this year besides the cliche like your health, your wealth, and like family? Uh, so, I mean, that's... That's tough when you take away the cliche stuff, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I, I'm thankful that I've been really enjoying my job recently. It's been much less stressful is not the right word because it's not less stressful. It's it's just, it's better. It's better to go into work, you know? It's better to have a job that you enjoy. You've, you found more satisfaction. Yes. In just about everything I do. I mean, the, the only downside to my job being a little bit more intense is that I get home and I don't want to do any chores or anything. Like I don't spend all day. I that's, spend all well, that's day why you got married, focused. Right? Well, not yeah. I spend <laughs> all day focused on a task, and then I get home and I'm like, I don't have the mental energy to like think about what needs to get done, and I'd rather just not. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people understand that. I'm sure they do, but it's. I mean, stuff's got to get done, you know. That's that's real. Actually, I'm surprised that you didn't give me a middle of the fence answer on that. That was a real. That was. I'm proud of you, man. That was a middle of the fence answer. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was well thought out for on the spot. I I I'm thankful that I've been enjoying my job recently. It it makes all aspects of my life just better. Because yeah. I spend more time doing my job than I do anything else, except except for sleeping. I do a little bit more sleeping than working. I do way less sleeping than I do working. Well, that should change with this new job, which I'm super psyched for you about. <laughs> by the way, I. I really appreciate it, man. If uh, since I don't have a girlfriend, it's nice having a, a quick replacement here, a quick surrogate. Yep, you're welcome. <laughs> Do what I can. Just a little bit of love. Just a little bit. <laughs> what about you? What are you thankful for this year besides health, wealth, family, etc.? So I, I am truly thankful for my family's health. I feel like I can actually say that and not be cliche. Okay. I'll give because you that. Mom had has, you know, she's battled cancer for the last year and she's doing great. So yep. I'm I'm incredibly thankful for that. Okay. Uh mom is, you know, she's super strong and I've always looked up to her and I'm just really thankful she's she's hiking through this, being stubborn as ever. And I and I really do love it and I'm also thankful for the opportunities that have been opened up to me this year. I started working construction and I realized that I do truly love working with my hands. Wait, how long have you been working there now? Since beginning of April. Wow, that's uh, less time than I thought. Sorry, go ahead. So I started doing that. And now I have a job that involves critical thinking, uh, problem solving, and, and still working with my hands. So it's the best of all the worlds I've, I've enjoyed. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. That's so, pretty sweet. So I'm in this, this time, this year... It's probably been the most thankful I've ever been in my entire life. Living life? Feeling good? I'm feeling good. I'm on a high. Yeah. Besides not having a girlfriend, but things, you know, that's how it's supposed to be. 
<laughs> That's how it's supposed to be. One of these days, my man. Nah. One of these days. That's good. That's good. It's good. It's been a good year. It has been. Not over yet. Still some time for things to go horribly wrong. Let's hope not. Fingers <laughs> crossed. <laughs> I still can't believe it's going to be 2020. I know, man. It's El Nutso. Yeah, it'd be like, like 10 years since I graduated high school. That's depressing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. I would have graduated last decade. I think I think that's a good place to end. I agree. I'm with you. Let's play some smash and get out of here. Let's play some smash and get the hell out of here. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to reach out to us if you have anything you want us to hear. We do have a Patreon. We do have a Patreon. So go to patreon.com and search launch speed. Come find us. You get some benefits. Uh we don't quite know what those are. We've written them down, so just let us know what they are, and we'll get back to you about it. Uh, yeah, L- links in the description. <laughs> Love you guys. Thanks for listening.